0: you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. We have three scripture readings to share this morning. Two short and often unread in the life of many churches, and then the next, well, is one that we just sang about together. Our first from Leviticus, you shall have just balances, just weights, a just ipha, and a just hin. I am your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. From Proverbs, unequal weights are an abomination to your God and false scales are not good. And now select verses from Ecclesiastes. For everything, there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to throw away stones, a time to gather stones together, A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sew. Well, friends, I'd like to begin this sermon with a short, fun project update on the new community kitchen here at St. Luke. If you follow our social media, then you may already know that the majority of our fixtures and appliances are in and that the project is nearing completion. And the near miraculous thing, with that end in sight, the community kitchen project is slated to finish both on time and on budget. I know. And if you've been paying any attention to the news as of late, that should indeed feel like a a near miracle. Even with all that's going on in the world, and that's a lot right now, it seems that we can't go more than one news cycle without encountering substantial stories of major global supply chain issues of inflationary pressure, of demand, and delays. And as we head into a major election year, I venture to say that we should all get used to hearing plenty of stories and politically charged statements on these very subjects. Now, in the life of the church, we don't often talk about the economics of supply and demand. I certainly don't recall any sermons on the subject throughout my own lifetime of church attendance, but interestingly enough, our scriptures are chock full of stories about the struggle to to balance supply, demand, work, and wages. In the New Testament, Jesus bemoans that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are too few. He also challenges the scarcity mindset of his disciples, calling for the sharing of loaves and fishes to feed a hungry crowd, even in the midst of their worries about enough to go around. The parables of vineyard workers, of the talents, of the lost coin, they each offer their own commentary on work, worth, wealth, and wages. And in the case of our scripture readings this morning, we find that from the time of the First Testament, great stock is placed on whether the weights of the scales that are used for economic transactions are fair and balanced. False scales, unbalanced weights, and improperly sized ephah or hin, Hebrew, Hebrew measuring vessels, that is, These are decried as an abomination to God, not only for the sake of justice and truth, but because entire lives and livelihoods depended upon them being accurate. When scales are balanced, lives and economies may be so. And when they aren't, well, let's just say our First Testament scriptures simply say that they must never be so. Now, while we don't often talk about it, our scriptures are indeed full of supply and demand. And so there's a lot of ways that we could explore this topic this morning. But as we here are in the midst of a month of taking stock on things, I find myself reflecting on this critical, in what I believe is a spiritual scriptural commitment to proper and fair balance, especially today when it comes to supply and demand. You see, despite the plethora of headlines we are seeing and hearing about the global supply chain, it is my belief that the problem is never just a supply issue, nor is it ever just a demand issue. It is a balance issue or rather the issue of what happens when things are out of balance of that abomination as the first testament might put it what do i mean by that well let's consider a few examples to bring it down to our own normal lives and levels For months now, we've been hearing about this massive global supply chain issues, how it's leading to shortages, shipping delays, back orders, price hikes, inflation, and the like. And it's true that those events are occurring. Or or at least it is an important part of the story. Because you see, supply doesn't exist independent of demand And did you know that last year, in the midst of these major global shortages, US demand for consumer goods was up over 40%. In other words, in the face of deep shortages, we responded by deeply increasing our demand for stuff. Is that a supply issue? or a demand issue or is it an issue of balance a related counterexample begs the same question as many of you know our children unfortunately caught but have since recovered from covid-19 recently one silver lining that we are feeling and experiencing in our family is that we now feel comfortable to fly back to michigan to visit our family, many of whom have not met our youngest and haven't seen our oldest since the start of the pandemic. We'll be doing that next weekend actually while our still unvaccinated little ones have some theoretical immunity built up. Now we are at that stage of life where we have to custom add an infant to our plane tickets. And to do that, I had to call our local airline carrier And when I did so, I heard from them what I usually hear, perhaps a message that you are all familiar with as well. It goes something like this, uh, due to unexpectedly high call volumes, there is currently a three and a half hour wait time to speak to a customer support agent. If you'd like our representatives to call you back at a later time, yada, 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 you all know the rest. But did you hear it there? The issue in their eyes, is a demand issue. An issue of unexpectedly high call volumes. Which is interesting, after years of hearing this same message, you think they would come to expect those high call call volumes. But what you don't hear in this story is anything about the number of customer service representatives that the company is electing to hire. It is squarely an increased demand issue in their eyes. To step back, I find it interesting how, say, when it comes to Christmas shopping, the issue is the supply chain. But when it comes to customer service, the issue is those demanding customers. It's almost like we're choosing to focus and frame the story on which side of the scales we would blame rather than on the deeper truth of the matter, which is that supply and demand are out of balance, and that we, the human beings who make, advertise, and consume all of these goods, we are the ones who drive that imbalance." Think about it. In an environment of decreased global commodity supplies, with the full knowledge that there is less to go around, we responded by demanding more. What does it mean that this is our response as a society? What does it mean if we focus the blame on supply shortages rather than looking in the mirror to ask ourselves why we are demanding so much all of the time. What if instead our response had been patience? What if when global supplies were down by something like 40% that we responded by decreasing our demand by something like 40%? by learning to live with less or to better embrace second-hand markets or to simply be patient the wisdom of ecclesiastes would probably put it something like this there is a time to gather and a time to refrain and that time to gather is probably when the harvest is plenty, when there is a surplus to share, and the time to refrain or hold back might be when supplies are low. But we as a society are doing the opposite. Supplies are low and we're demanding yet more. And if that isn't a societally wide and spiritually deep example of imbalance, then I don't know what is. If in times of less we learned to live with less, we wouldn't be dealing with the highest inflation rates that we've seen in 40 years. We'd be seeing something closer to balance. Now friends, I want to pause right there on this morning Super Bowl Sunday morning, the day of the biggest annual marketing campaign in our world, to suggest that we simply take a moment to let that sink in. In a time where we know that supplies are low, we respond by demanding more. What does that say about us? Now, recognizing that societal level consumption trends are probably beyond our immediate sphere of control or influence, I'll pivot here to offer a few more personal practical takeaways as well. For the first practical note, we'll stick to that same area of consumption and balance with the call to simply recognize that we do live in a society that has a problematic relationship to stuff, and to consumption. This is an area where each of us probably need to practice regularly being in the world, but not of the world. That is to say, we need to recognize that we live in a wider environment that is constantly urging us to consume and consume and consume, for there you will find your happiness and your success. And if we are not actively cultivating our own sense of balance and gratitude and enough within that type of ecosystem, then we too will be caught up in the very same consumption patterns that are systematically harming both our people and our planet. We need to carefully cultivate balance within this imbalanced system. Next, and this one might be a little more timely for this exact moment, I'd also like to encourage us, both on an individual level and on a shared church collective level, to consider this pursuit of balance not only in our consumption and our financial resources, but to think about what it looks like with those great resources of our time and of our energy. Now, friends, we are, I hope, emerging out of this difficult, dark winter season of this pandemic. I hope that we are emerging into a season in which we can do more together. We can do more easily and we can return to some of our beloved rituals and rhythms. As we move towards that emergence, I want to invite each of us to take stock of our lives and ask ourselves, what is life-giving to us? What is life-giving to me as an individual, to, to my family, to our church community, I ask that because at the start of this pandemic, many of us experienced a sudden simplification of our lives. Many of the balls that we had been juggling in the air together or as individuals suddenly came falling down to the ground, and a great number of them have had to stay where they lay throughout this time. If we are now emerging, I hope, into a new season, if we suddenly have the opportunity to begin picking up a few of those balls, let's take a moment to make sure that we are choosing the ones that are life-giving for us and that we aren't just piling on more and more demands, more and more to-dos, simply because we can or simply because it feels like everyone around us is. Friends, we know that we live in a society that not only over consumes, but often over schedules as well. And there too lies an important opportunity to find balance between the supply and demand of our life's energy, our time, and our presence. For each of you as individuals and as families, encourage you to think about what this may look like what you'd like it to look like what you'd like it to feel like as we head into this next season and for us as a church i cannot wait to get back to some of our regular rhythms and rituals i cannot wait to get back to having more bodies in this sanctuary it is cold enough in here already we missed those extra bodies But friends, we will be getting back into a fuller season of ministry at St. Luke. And we, too, should be asking ourselves how to practice balance. What is most life-giving? What is most important? Before we just add all of those juggling balls or all of those spinning plates, as Anne in our office likes to say, let's make sure that they are the ones that matter most to us. The ones that reflect our values, that advance love and justice, gratitude and peace. There are enough forces around us pushing us towards more and more and more. We together have the opportunity to seek the wisdom of God and find not more, but the right balance if we're willing to take the time to take stock and then take action on our priorities. May we each do so together as people and as a church. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey, seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.